when we look at the ancient writings, we find that dreams used to mean different things way back in the days of the prophets. The meanings changed. The same dream, the same scene, and yet the meaning is different in the Middle Ages. And then in the more recent past, again, they've changed. So we'll try to get a picture of what the dreams have meant and what they possibly mean in our world, in our life today. Welcome to the Ideas That Change the World podcast with Rabbi Manus Friedman, where we make sure your life will be changed for the better, one idea at a time. Rabbi Friedman is the number one voice of clarity on moral and social issues. So what are we waiting for? Let's go change the world. Let's start with the Bible. The first dream that is described in great detail is the dream that Pharaoh had, or the dream that Joseph had. Pharaoh's dream is described as Pharaoh sleeping, and he had a dream. And in his dream, he saw seven cows, and they were healthy, fat cows. Coming out, of the, uh, coming out of the Nile, I guess. And then after them, seven other cows came out of the Nile. And these were very emaciated, unhealthy cows. And the unhealthy cows swallowed the healthy cows, and yet the unhealthy cow continued to look unhealthy, as if they hadn't eaten anything at all. And Pharaoh woke up, and his heart pounded. Something told him that this was not an ordinary dream. So what did he do? He went back to sleep. And he had another dream. And in the second dream, he saw seven healthy stalks of wheat. And then after that, seven beaten stalks of wheat grew out of the ground. And the seven beaten, broken stalks swallowed up the seven healthy stalks and didn't change. And that was the end of a dream. And when he woke up, he knew that he had to find out what this dream meant. And so he called all of his advisors and his sorcerers and his magicians and so on and so forth. And each one of them interpreted the dream for him, but it didn't, it didn't calm him. It didn't satisfy him. And then somebody mentioned that there was this man, Yosef, was in, was in a prison in a dungeon, and they schlepped him out of the dungeon. They cleaned him up, and they brought him to Pharaoh because he had interpreted the dreams of fellow prisoners. He had interpreted them successfully. And so Pharaoh asks him to interpret his dream. And he tells him his dream, and Joseph, Joseph says to him, what God is about to do, he lets Pharaoh know. And then he interpreted the dream as being seven years of plenty followed by seven years of famine, and that the famine will be so bad that the years of plenty will disappear and be swallowed up and not even be noticed. And the reason that the dream is repeated, because it's the same message in both dreams, the reason that the dream is repeated is because God hastens to do this, which means that it begins now. The repetition implies urgency. And therefore, 
This is what Pharaoh should do. He should store up all the food during the seven years of plenty so that during the seven years of famine, he'll have what to eat. And Pharaoh was very impressed and he appointed Joseph viceroy of Egypt. That's what people did in those days when they were impressed. If they liked you, you became the viceroy. What is the, the significant teaching or the significant message that we can get from the story? Number one, that Pharaoh was impressed with Joseph's interpretation, more so than with everybody else's interpretation, not because it was brilliant of him to figure out that there would be seven good years and seven bad years. That seems to be rather obvious from the dreams. I mean, seven healthy cows, seven unhealthy cows, seven healthy stalks, seven... So, the way the, the, way the commentaries interpret it, the stalks obviously mean food. I mean, wheat is wheat. And the cows are the animals with which you plow the fields to make the wheat grow, so that it all goes back to food. So when you have healthy cows, it means good food, a lot of food. Unhealthy cows, lack of food. So that couldn't have been the brilliant insight that so impressed Pharaoh. What did impress him was, number one, his statement that what God is about to do, he tells Pharaoh, and number two, that therefore Pharaoh should store up food. Everybody else, the other interpreters of dreams, either predicted the future or described Pharaoh's condition or caught a glimpse of Pharaoh's subconscious. And all of them were probably correct. And yet Pharaoh was not content with those interpretations because somehow he sensed that there was more to the dream than merely an observation. There are times when a dream is clairvoyant in the sense that it anticipates a coming event. You have a dream, you wake up in the morning, and sure enough, that day, what you saw in your dream happened. That's a premonition. We'll, we'll talk about why that happens in a moment. But it is not a lesson, it is not a message. You dream that you're going to see three green cars on the highway, and sure enough, you see three green cars on the highway. No, so? It's interesting, it's curious. The phenomenon is a very interesting phenomenon, but... So Pharaoh didn't like those kinds of interpretations because this dream felt like something more. Somebody told him that he would have seven daughters and they would die. He would bury his... He says, now so what should I do? Somehow there was something missing in the interpretation because the dream was more urgent than that. Why is a dream urgent is what Pharaoh wanted to know. And it was only when Yosef came along and said, God is trying to teach you how to prevent a disaster. He says, now you're talking. Now I hear a message. Now I'm, now I'm being taught something. Now I'm learning something. And so he made him the vice, vice ring. So the message that a dream carries if it is, in fact, a message dream, 
is something you need to do. Your grandmother or grandfather appear in your dream, and they say, get out of the house now. Believe them and get out of the house. When there's an urgency to do, that kind of a dream is called a message dream. As soon as we need interpretation, as soon as we need to, to read symbolism into it, it is not a message dream. That's why when Yosef had his dreams, he dreamt that he and his brothers were out in the fields gathering, uh, uh, making bundles out of the, out of the wheat. What is that called? Sheaves. Making sheaves, sheaving. <laughs> they were sheaving in the fields, and each one of them had their sheaves standing, and the sheaves belonging to the brothers all bowed down to the sheave belonging to Yosef. So Yosef comes to his brothers, and he tells them the dream. And they got angry at him. They said, what do you think? We're all going to bow to you? Yosef has a second dream where he sees the stars and the sun and the moon, and they're all bowing to him. So what does this Chacham do? He runs and tells his brothers that he had such a dream. So now they're even angrier at him. And they say, you mean your father and mother, in addition to us, are also going to bow to you? And they hated him whatever that means. And his father, the Torah says, and his father waited to see. Not a very responsible thing to do. The brothers hate each other. They're fighting, and the father's waiting to see. There's more meaning to it than that. Why did Yosef come with these dreams to his brother? If he felt that the dream meant that they would bow to him, so be patient and wait. What do you have to tell him for I mean, he wasn't a child. And after the first time, when he saw that they got angry, certainly a second time, he should have known better. And what does it mean that the father, Yaakov, who was the choice, the greatest of the patriarchs, what does it mean he waited to see? Didn't he have anything more, a little more commit, committal to do? I mean, something a little more specific? <coughs> the reason Yosef came to his brothers with the dream is because the dream didn't tell him anything. It's not that he interpreted the dream to mean that his brothers will bow to him. So what? Why is he being told this in a dream? Of what value is that information? So he wasn't content. He didn't have an interpretation of the dream. He came to his brothers so that they would interpret it for him. And to his shock, they interpreted it to mean that they will bow to him. Never occurred to Yosef that that's what the dream meant. And even after they interpreted it that way, he didn't buy it. What's the message? So what should I do? There was no message. So he dismissed it as an insignificant dream. The second time that he had a dream, again he came to them. For them to interpret hoping that there would be some message in it. And they again said, it means that even your mother and father will bow to you. So what kind of dream is this? Who needs this? In fact, there are fasts that are proclaimed when a person has these kinds of dreams and he doesn't want to have them because they're a nuisance. 
They don't tell you anything, and yet they disrupt your life. So Yosef came to his brothers for an interpretation. Because the dream did not directly tell him to do anything. And that kind of a dream, he wasn't happy with. So dreams, when they have a specific instruction, might be a message, either from a grandparent or from a parent who has already passed away, or from some other saint or tzaddik. But if there is no specific message, then the best thing to do is simply disregard the dream.